0: In today's episode, we are going to chat with Therese Rooney, the founder of the Rooney Foundation. Ms. Rooney, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, sure. Um, So, education is the second career for me. I spent uh, 30 years of my life in the business world, um, raising a family, running a business, um, and which time I began to uh, experience the problem of a dyslexic child and the issues that uh, dyslexic children have, um, so uh, we struggled and we worked through that when I because, so I was very fortunate because in our struggles uh, I didn't know anything about teaching reading, and I ran a, I met a teacher who was invested in helping my child learn how to read and um, So she helped him and he did succeed in learning how to read, went on to uh, graduate from Purdue with honors and is a businessman in Chicago. Um, So I'm I'm real proud of him. He's done a great job. So then when I uh, left the business world, I retired from the business world, uh, trying to decide what to do. I wanted to pay back for the gift that teacher had given myself and my son. So I decided to pursue reading. Um, and I have a master's in uh, reading science, and at this point in time, I um, train teachers, uh, train tutors, we provide coaching, we provide student intervention. I've got a great team of folks that I work with, all focused on teaching what we call Orton Gillingham, but really what more is more important is teaching struggling readers how to read.:
2: Nice. Nice. So you talked a little bit about your son. Um, when did you first notice uh, that he was having difficulty? I, I just didn't know if you could give some kind of a background about, you know, finding out that he was dyslexic and in that story.
1: Sure. It's been a long time ago now. So my memory <laughs> okay. is, you know, this <laughs> um, somewhat broken up. But uh, when, so when did I learn about it? I learned about it when, when he was in kindergarten. He came home from kindergarten in tears. Well, that's where our journey began. He, be- he came home from kindergarten in tears because he was so stupid. And, you know, that's that's where we started. Um, obviously, in trying to understand why he felt so stupid and what to do about it. And as I said, I didn't know anything about reading. So we consulted a lot of experts. Um, Teachers, those kinds of things. Uh, so it probably uh, it was probably a big focus of his education. You know, K to eight. Uh, prob- by the time he got into high school, you know, he, he was still dyslexic, so we still had challenges. But uh, his ability to read was was solid by then.
0: I completely agree with that. Like, I get it. I get that, like, sometimes you can just feel like you're not as smart as everybody else.
1: That's right. That's right. It's discouraging, isn't it, Mackenzie, when that happens?
0: Yeah, it really hurts. My sister always gets really good grades, and sometimes I just wish that I could do that. But then I realize it's not my fault. I just realize it's something that's a part of me, and I can't get rid of it. Right. I just need it, to work out how to fix that. Yeah.
1: It, it. Well, that's right. And, you know, my son, like you, had a sister who was, you know, a straight A student. <laughs> so, uh, and that makes it even harder, doesn't it, dear?
0: Yeah. But it also makes me feel kind of really special because um, not everybody's like me. My brother, um my brother is actually dyslexic, too. He has a way harder time with it than me. So I try to help him whenever, like, if he needs help with something and some nobody else will do it. I just feel really bad.
1: Sure, sure. Because well, I know what that
0: feels like. Right, right.
1: That's great that you can help him. How much younger is he than you?
0: He's, he's older. actually older. older oh, me. okay. All right. Yeah. Just a year older. Okay. Yeah, he is... Uh, he's a twin with my sister okay all right yes well dyslexia is
1: certainly not a one size fits all right it, we, it runs the gamut in terms of yeah. the uh, kid, what kids struggle with and gosh it just breaks my heart to watch you guys struggle
2: that's why we're so happy that you started your foundation so that you can help out as many teachers and districts as what you can. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the different services that you provide with the Rooney foundation? Sure. Sure.
1: So it's, and it's not just me, it's a whole team of people who oh, come right. together <laughs> to do this. Um, you know, on, on the one hand we we've started out uh working on data and helping teachers and, and administrators, you know, get their data organized so that they can really uh, delve into what needs, what hap- needs to happen with children. Um, but from data, we move on to, we do, we do do training. Usually we train all summer long. Sometimes uh, we train during the school year also uh, where we can, tra- we train teachers uh, to how to teach kids how to read. Um, then we will, uh, follow up with our training either by, we do have, well, our training can be open to all comers. We also have partner schools, partnership schools where we actually go in during the school year and, um, coach teachers, model lesson plans, do professional, ongoing professional development. You know, we do provide, um, lesson plans that support orton gillingham so we'll come in during the school year and say okay well in the next month here's the new things you're going to be seeing in our lesson plans Um, so coaching of teaching the teachers coaching teachers mentoring teachers Uh, we will work with interventionists in terms of strategies uh, to approach you know which kids can we help which kids can't we help where do we start? How do we go forward with these kids? And then, in uh, additionally, we do provide some uh, limited uh, direct student intervention.
2: So, which is everything that you guys do is, is so amazing. And especially the fact that you guys um, provide it either at no cost or a very low cost, um, you know, since you guys are a nonprofit.
1: Right, right. The Our only cost, you know, when we hate that we have to charge the cost but the only cost for the stuff we do is um, to buy the materials. <laughs> you know, That's so what I we we print the materials and we and we sell them um, to teachers and school districts at, at the cost. So we don't make any money off of them, but we do. You know, yeah, we do. We do need funding to pay for those for those materials. <laughs> so
2: exactly. Uh, go ahead, Mackenzie.
0: I was wondering. Do you just focus on dyslexia, or do you focus on other learning disabilities too?
1: Good question. Uh, what we really focus on is kids who are struggling to read. We don't really care why you're struggling to read um, but if you're struggling to read that's a, that's that's our focus. What can we do to help you because there's you know well, dyslexic children have trouble there's a lot of children who have trouble learning to read and this the approach that we can use for dyslexic children will work for all kids um, so so anybody who doesn't who, who is struggling to read uh,
2: is in our in our tools, in our in our uh, box so nice nice um well I love all of your resources and everything that you guys are doing at the Rooney foundation. That's why um, Mackenzie and I have added links to your website and a lot of your resources to our dyslexic mindset website. So if anyone listening to this wants to check out the Rooney foundation, I would highly, highly recommend them. Um, Therese, do you guys only focus on um, schools in Indiana or do you guys work at all with anybody outside of Indiana?
1: Our focus is schools in Indiana, although I would tell you this, it was kind of fun, this summer we had a woman from China, she was actually in China, taking our training, and a woman nice. from Bahrain taking our training, so that was fun too. We cool. um, we just, I think you probably know, we just released an, um, an application to... Um, that teachers can use in terms of visual and blending drills uh, to work with their students. Yes, And the uh, there are people all over the world who have uh, are using that. I was so, it was funny. I was said to one of my, one of the, one of my team members that, well, I don't really care. Tell me about it when we, when we have somebody in New Zealand and he then turns to me, says we have somebody in New Zealand.
2: Oh. So uh, anyway, so that was, that was fun.
1: That, that's always fun. It's, it's really, you know, it feels good to be
2: able to help people. And, right. Uh, and when you have that impact on a global scale, um, I haven't had a chance to, um, to tell you, but our, um, our blending board um, app with my Google project actually got um, approved by Apple last night. Oh, so,
1: congratulations. Yay.
2: Yeah. So um, I, I keep telling everybody, I thank the, G- high school student uh, Brayden Gogus who worked with me many hours on trying to get everything coded so between both of our apps I'm I'm so happy that we can help as many kids as possible yeah he, has, he made
0: a lot of apps and one of my favorites it's an app called Circulus Uh huh. it's one with these and it's really fun Ah, uh, okay but it's really hard because I have to think about it
2: So where do we
1: find his, where do we find a link to his stuff?
2: So um, the name of his company is Chain Reaction Games because he makes puzzle games. Uh So he specializes in that and he has four apps out. um, And then, you know, then the, the blending board app just came out um, late last night. So cool. Cool. Well, that's (laughs) great. I'll check it out.
1: All right. Thanks so
2: much for your time with us today. And uh, we really appreciate you. Thanks so much. My pleasure.
1: Good luck to you. Talk to you soon.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Therese. Bye. Bye.